Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the all-local podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with the news you need to start the week in St. Louis. Our top story this Monday, February 13th. We're bringing in things that are going to fit everybody's likes of music. That's Contemporary Productions. President Steve Shankman talking with KMOX about a brand new, diverse two-day concert festival that's coming to Forest Park. It's called the Evolution Festival, and Shankman says it's not only music, but also unique barbecue. The Boathouse with our partner, uh, uh, Mike Johnson, the Sugar Fire, that will be our VIP area for people buying the upscaled VIP ticket sponsors and dignitaries. But the main festival will be on Langenberg Field, which will hold uh, up to 30,000 people. And then we also have Cricket Field, which is to the east, which we'll use for our back of house for food uh, storage and all of that. This is five years after the decline of Lou Fest. You can check out the complete lineup for Evolution Festival at KMOX.com. It's a trend that's not going away. Carjacking. St. Louis has been plagued with a rash of them since last month, mainly in South City. And this past weekend was no different. Two South City carjackings within five minutes of each other, only blocks apart. The first on Bowen. Armed suspects used a stolen VW Jetta to block the victim, demanded its property, then fled. The victim's car and the Jetta were found at Holly Hills and Leona. Both cars wrecked. St. Louis police say the Jetta was carjacked Saturday on Juniata. At Holly Hills and Grand Drives, three people carjacked. Victims turned over their vehicle and the suspects took off in the Honda. Police say these are the same suspects wanted for that earlier carjack Sunday evening. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. We'll find out Tuesday afternoon whether a St. Louis Circuit Court judge might overturn the murder conviction of a man who says he was wrongly convicted of murder some 30 years ago. Civil rights activist Zaki Baroudi was asked how it's going to go down on the streets of St. Louis if the conviction of Lamar Johnson is not overturned. I think it's going to go down real, uh, real bad. I mean, it's going. Uh, people again, again, say that uh, it's hard for black people to get justice in America. New evidence presented in December hearings included the main eyewitness who once picked Johnson out of a police lineup as the killer took back that testimony. Also, another man, an inmate, testified that he was the killer and not Johnson. The Missouri Attorney General's office argued in support of keeping the original conviction. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. A body in a hallway leads to charges, but not for murder. Charges are now filed against a woman seen on security video dragging a dead woman out of her apartment last month and leaving the body in the hallway. The circuit attorney's office accuses 33-year-old Danielle Patrick of felony abandonment of a corpse. On January 29th, the body of Kathy Reed was found in the Hamilton Place Apartments in the West End. No cause of death is been released. Patrick is being held without bond due to past criminal history. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Safer Missouri means a stronger Missouri. That's the gist of a letter from the Missouri Chamber of Commerce to the governor and legislature. Chamber President Dan Meehan says more than 500 employers, business leaders, and individuals have signed on to it already. If you look at violent crimes per capita or property crimes per capita, we top out in the top five or ten out of all 50 states. Meehan says crime statewide impacts safety, but also the economy. He says it's difficult to get businesses to move to Missouri or the St. Louis region when crime is the first thing you see in a Google search. He says it's not seeing much action being taken in St. Louis or Kansas City. Look at last year when the governor made this a priority. 30 bills were filed, two passed. The chamber letter calls not just for increasing policing and prosecutorial transparency, but addressing recidivism, helping those who've been incarcerated readjust and get jobs, and providing substance abuse and mental health treatment. 
to put it in perspective, a nine-year county police officer makes more than a 30-year police officer in the city. Joe Steiger, business manager of the St. Louis Police Officers Association, says union negotiations between the union and the city of St. Louis are, quote, not going great. The most important part to our membership is some sort of a meaningful raise. I mean, we're one of the lowest paid police departments in the area. And we're extremely far behind our peers in St. Louis County. You alluded to uh, a 30-year police officer um, makes less than a first-year alderman. Steiger tells KFDK that the two sides don't have a date set yet for more negotiations. Firefighters needing a job soon can head to Jefferson County. Festus Fire Chief Jeff Broombaugh tells KMOX they need both volunteers and paid staff. We'd like to hire some more, but we're also looking to um, you know, build our volunteer staff up too. You know, and that's that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're doing an assessment of the district uh, and seeing what, you know, the best plan moving forward will be. Broombaugh says it's a long-term plan to make sure the city has the funding to back up what the department needs. He says it's too early to know if that plan includes a ballot issue to ask Festus residents for more money. Is it a train if there's only one car? Metrolink says many trains will run with single-car service starting today as it replaces surveillance cameras, which have a voltage problem. How long it'll take to fix all the train cars is not known. Metro says it will add some second cars on during the busy morning commute. The KMOX business desk, St. Louis County's building permit application process is going digital. Bill Waltershed, division manager of code enforcement for transportation and public works, explains. The current process is a paper process where you... You drop off your plans here at the street level. Uh, but uh, this new electronic plan review process, like I said, we don't have to come to Clayton anymore. We can submit it through our digital permit hub and uh, <clears throat> get the process started. Code enforcement officials review about 12,000 sets of plans a year. As we continue on KMOX, Emerson CEO Lar Kassenbani is speaking out about his decision to keep the automation conglomerate based in the St. Louis metropolitan area. He writes in a letter to the editor in the Post-Dispatch, the St. Louis region stands at a crossroads. As companies reconsider real estate footprints amid workforce changes, the region runs a clear risk of businesses asking themselves whether, when looking at a new facility, should they be looking at a new city as well. He cites many reasons to stay, like culture and health care, but says there are major problems with education, crime, and job access. He says if St. Louis doesn't get serious about fixing long-time problems, other companies will begin deliberations about their own future here. And I fear, he says, they may reach different conclusions. That's the CEO of Emerson. And joining us is KMOX innovation analyst and Nothing Impossible co-host Travis Sheridan. What's your reaction, Travis? Honestly, I think it's it's the same story, different day. I mean, a lot of our corporate leaders have been, you know, ringing this bell for quite a while. We need, you know, better education, safer streets for our kids and better access to jobs. Um, and I think it's incumbent on our, you know, our corporate infrastructure and our civic leaders to to help make that happen. But ultimately, it comes down to, honestly, individuals in the city making better decisions. And when I mean individuals in the city, I don't mean capital C government. I mean, everyday people walking out of their doors need to be, make better decisions. Yeah, we've, we keep hearing education, job access, and safety, and I don't think there's there's disagreement on those goals. It's just, first of all, how do we get there? And then in St. Louis for so many years, even if we come up with a plan, do we follow through? You know, this is that's one of the frustrating things. And, you know, I've been here 11 years now, and it, but it's not unique to St. Louis. I don't want to paint uh, a brush that St. Louis is unique, but so many of these, so many cities, um, you know, uh, commission a report, publish a report, 
and then uh, maybe pilot something. And then the, I think the big question is, is their political will and the infrastructure to do something longer term? Um, you know, so many of these places, St. Louis included, just don't have the political fortitude to do something longer term. And part of that's due to fractured government. Also, it's just partially due to a lack of funding. And I, Michael, I guess right now we can't really argue about a lack of funding because we have ARPA dollars, we have RAM settlement. I mean, if anything, now is the time to implement some of this longer term. Yeah, Emerson is bringing this up, even though that they've made the decision to stay in St. Louis. Uh, I think the tone of this kind of is, these are issues that outsiders will look at and say no thanks, but because we know St. Louis, we were able to look past it and see the rest. Uh, is there a point there? Uh, there's definitely a point there. I mean, it, when we are still trying to do business attraction to this region, you know, it, it seems cliche, but when somebody Google searches St. Louis, too many of our stories are negative. Now, it's not about pumping out more positive stories. It's about putting systems in place that are going to correct what is causing the negative stories. I, th I think there are boosters in this world and in this city, and maybe I'm one of them sometimes, that thinks that we just need more positive, but we have to correct the negative. We need fewer, you know, cars being stolen. We need... Uh, fewer kids being killed, like we have to correct the, the negative. And, and so far, I think companies like Emerson that are already here, I appreciate their willingness to stick around. Um, but I think we, again, we need others to not just stick around, but continue to invest in the region. And that means investing with some of their philanthropic dollars into some of the core organizations, not just the arts organizations, but organizations that are delivering direct services to some of our most fragile and in need residents. And it's not just Emerson and specific businesses that are saying this. The Missouri Chamber of Commerce just sent a letter saying you've got to do something about crime, state legislature. And by the way, uh, you had 30 crime bills proposed last year, but only two of them passed. Yeah. And I, you know, I think given our current makeup of the state legislature, uh, if there's any crime bill that has language associated with, uh, you know, curtailing gun violence, uh, or addressing mental health. Unfortunately, those just don't make it to the floor for debate. Heaven forbid they actually get a vote or a vote pass. Well, Travis, overall, St. Louis, are you feeling positive or negative, optimistic or pessimistic? I'm always optimistic about this region. I mean, mainly because there are a lot of people at across multiple levels, whether they're in government or civic leadership or at the grassroots level, that wake up every day to try to make the city a little bit better today as it was than it was yesterday. Um, but like I said, it's going to take all of us waking up every single day, walking out of our doors and saying, today, I'm not going to kill somebody. Today, I'm not going to rob somebody. Today, I'm going to get my kids to school. Today, I'm going to use my business to invest in the city. It's a bunch of individual decisions that will make us better in the future. KMOX Innovation Analyst Travis Sheridan weighing in on the letter to the editor to the Post-Dispatch by Emerson CEO Lark Cossonbani talking about the decision to keep Emerson based in St. Louis, but saying that the region needs to get serious about fixing longtime problems. Let's take you live to Jupiter, Florida right now and check in with KMOX's Matt Pauley because there is a bit of a developing story when it comes to the leadership of the team. Matt? That is true. Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch reported uh, within the last half hour that John Moselock is receiving a two-year contract extension. This upcoming season was the final year remaining on his contract, so essentially he now has three years remaining on his contract. And the weather, how's that treating you down there? 
You know what? It was actually uh, it was a little chilly today. I'm a first timer down here, so I packed a lot of different types of clothes. So I had uh, long sleeves and, uh, and and some khaki pants that I wore today. There were a lot of people in the uh, in the media group that clearly only packed shorts and uh, short sleeve shirts, polos, things like that. So I felt <laughs> like I was a little bit ahead of the pack just because my ignorance uh, resulted in me having some uh, warmer clothing. That's the all-local. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe on the Odyssey app.